everybody. Welcome to Talking Animation. This is a show where once a month we talk about a smaller indie, less known uh, film that we want to get the word out about, animated film. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Stanford's here. Hey, how's it going? Doing good. And I'm really excited to talk about this movie. We are talking about uh, Apollo 10 and a half, a space age childhood. And this is by director Richard Linklater. And uh, it came out on Netflix uh, last week. And I saw it and I absolutely adored it. And I just said, hey, we got to talk about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I was on board too. I mean, it, it had me at Richard Linklater, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was and, so happy to watch it too, Rachel. And I'm excited to talk about it. Well, we had previously talked about Linklater in our Waking Life episode. And that was really fun. Uh, but this is very different than that film. It is. It's a very different film. Yeah. Yeah. And that film is is uh, rotoscoped similar as this one. Yes. But it's very existential. It's very yeah. philosophic. Uh-huh. We had a really good discussion. <laughs> yeah. It, really, it, it is such an interesting film. And as you said, it's all, it's all about the philosophy, you know, and just kind of pondering life's big questions mm-hmm. in, in, in a unique way. And this one is so different. Yeah. The, the visual style looks somewhat similar, you know, as far as just the way that they did the rotoscoping, but wow. Different yeah. film, isn't it? Different film. Yeah. And it's funny because you and I have been friends for a long time, but there's a lot that for whatever reason, we don't really know about each other. Yeah. I don't know. Like there's just things that we haven't, really chatted about for some reason and so i feel like talking about this movie it's going to be a good good episode of the podcast but i feel like we'll actually get to know each other yeah yeah absolutely yeah uh because it's it it's a movie that i was i was going through i was like this could be challenging to have a podcast on because it's not a plot heavy movie no (laughs) it's like (laughs) not much it's like kind of no plot really (laughs) which is okay not a criticism yeah. And why do you think that that works in this context? You know, I've been thinking about that, Rachel, because uh, I think part of it, frankly, is just I, Richard Linklater is such as a filmmaker that I like, and it it just for, you know for his filmmaking style, it worked. I thought mm-hmm. for for what was happening in this film, which is really I just feel like it's a love letter to his childhood. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, it works. There's, there's just mm-hmm. enough, there's enough going on and enough interesting things happening, even though really nothing is happening. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting because I was thinking about, as I was watching it, I was thinking about uh, both Licorice Pizza and Belfast, uh-huh. which we just had in the awards, yes. awards circuit. I think there are a lot of similarities between both those films and yeah, this film. Absolutely. But I prefer this film. Uh, for both of those. I enjoyed both of them to various degrees. Uh, but I I think that this one, first of all, I just can, I think, relate to it a little bit more because it's about a big family mm-hmm. and uh, suburban big family. That's yeah. more something I can relate to more than either of the settings of either of those movies. Um, and I don't know. I just felt like every single scene, I was like, oh, Oh, I write the late to that scene where I had some in both of the other movies, but there he just nailed it in this one to me. Yeah. This one I felt it was so much more relatable too. Cause again, very, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I grew up just a little later, but uh, 
it felt like kind of an Amer- a modern American childhood. Yeah. So you would have been growing up in the 70s, right? Yeah. Where I, was, I grew up in the 80s. So, so we're both from different eras than, uh, than this film. But I think we, since we both grew up in very traditional environments, uh, as a Latter-day Saints and, you know, in Utah and, Mm -hmm. uh, and those kinds of things, I think that that almost kind of bumps it back a decade as far as a yeah. lot of things. Yeah, no, exactly. That was, so that was a huge part of it being very relatable to me. Mm-hmm. Also, I, you know, I'm the youngest child, mm-hmm. so I could relate to the, yeah. you know, with, with the protagonist. And then also Stan also, hello, his name's Stan. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, my older siblings, that's when they grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've heard, I, you know, heard them talk about, they remember watching the moon landing on TV and, you know, and, mm-hmm. all, and all that stuff. And, and, uh, so anyway, that was yeah. fun to think about their lives to me, you know, to me, cause again, yeah. my, my, my family, you know, existed in that time period, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, my, my, my nuclear family, my, you know, my immediate mm-hmm. family. Yeah. So. Well, and also I think you and I both have a certain love for nostalgia. Just yeah. if you think about our love for Disneyland. Yes. And it's you're just full of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even if it's not your version, it's like you can kind of think, okay, what was, and we'll talk about it, but what was the, you know, the bright new technology that the yes. family enjoyed, even exactly. if it wasn't the same as this family. I don't know. There was just something, it was so comforting. I wanted to rewatch it as soon as I finished it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just really loved it. Yeah. I loved it too. You know, and one of the things, and again, I attribute so much of this just to, just to Richard, Richard Linklater's mm-hmm. skill as a filmmaker, but uh, also again, given that it wasn't an homage to his childhood, I just was happy seeing, it was like, I just, not that it was all just sweetness and light, but this, it was a functional family. You know, he had a functional yeah. family and, and, and also they weren't just like dissing progress and, you know, and mm-hmm. urban expansion and automobiles and all this stuff and all, you know, today all we're getting is everything is just, that's all yes. criticized, you know? It's true. So often and I guess there's a place for certainly the critique of suburbia and, uh, and the traditional American life. There's certainly room for that. And we should have those discussions, Absolutely. but too often I feel like it's kind of the American beauty type of, you know, where everything there's like this dark underbelly and everything. There's not none of that in that, in this film, which I found Mm -hmm. just refreshing. You know, that was just more just like, Oh, I just felt good, you know. It did. It really did. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I think that Linklater is so great about uh, reminding us of the small moments of life. Yeah, that was what I loved about Boyhood. Mm-hmm. And it's, I know a lot of people thought that was boring. I didn't. Oh, I, loved I didn't it. either. I loved it. Thought it was yeah. brilliant. It was so moving, and I saw it pretty early on before the hype machine kind of got to it, and. I, I mean, I didn't even know except for the fact that it was Linklater and I went and saw it, I think that summer and I, I just loved it. I thought it was so beautiful and, 
And then I, I, it was the kind of thing that I kind of felt like, why are we throwing our pearls before swine? Because it's so, it was such a special movie, and but not something that like the average moviegoers, I think, gonna appreciate. It's yeah, something different. But that movie was full of small moments of life that yes. make up a, a person, and uh, I thought that was beautiful. And I mean, all of his movies have that element in them, even the before movies uh, with. Uh, uh, where it's about these, you know, the small moments of connection between these, these two people. Um, and, uh, I mean, he has some more mainstream movies like the bad news bears and things like that, but, uh, and school of rock and stuff, but I, his more like certainly days and confused. There's a lot of days and confused. I feel like in this. Oh yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And originally he, I guess he was going to do it in live action, uh, but uh, it said on uh, the Wikipedia, Linklater was planning to create the film in live action, but instead decided to go with an animation style influenced by Saturday morning cartoons because of the playful nature of animation. It was such a good choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I think, yeah. And I love that too, because like something like Saturday morning animation doesn't even exist anymore. Yep. It's gone. It's, it's long gone. Mm-hmm. And that that's one thing that I really noticed as I watched just the whole idea of sort of the communal viewing experience has changed a lot. We yes. still have a little bit, a little bit of it hanging on with something like say WandaVision or something like that, that everybody's kind of watching together. But uh, there was something about the fact that you really only had what five channels yeah, or something. Yeah. And so there you just like, watched yeah, three networks and maybe like a public mm-hmm. geostation or something. Yeah. yeah. And now you have so much content, which is a blessing because different communities get to have their voices and, and you get to hear from different artists. And it's way easier to create things and get it seen by people. All of that is, is very good. But on the other hand, if you only have, it's kind of the paradox of choice, right? That yes. uh, if, if you're told you only have chicken or fish and that's it, then you're going to be happy with chicken or fish. But if you're told that you have, you know, a cheesecake factory menu, then all of a sudden you have the stress of all the stuff that you're missing out on. And whereas you probably would have been fine if you just had chicken or fish. Right. And <laughs> we think that more choices will inherently be, make us happier, but actually that's usually not the, not the case. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Uh, you know, the family is all gathered around together and they're all watching one mm-hmm. TV. And sure, that I think happens now, but I think more often than not, it's splintered, you know. People have got their yeah. mobile device and their headphones and they everybody can watch what they want, which, mm-hmm. again, as you said, it, there's, a, there's lots to be happy about that. But then also there's just something about that communal experience mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, I, I often wonder, yeah, how, how that would work if we had like fewer news choices, <laughs> it's not wanting yeah. to get political, but, but you just, you know, you just wonder how, how, how that would inform people's thinking mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and, and whatnot anyway. Yeah. They talk about dark shadows. Yeah. Uh, and then other a whole bunch. It lists off tons of shows. Yeah, that, that was they so watch. Fun. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beverly Hillbillies. Beverly Hillbillies, yeah. And, and then they have a whole bunch of syndicated shows like I Love Lucy yeah. that then they watch. And that kind of reminded me of uh, watching Nick and Knight shows or yes. TV Land. Would have been similar to Absolutely. Um, one my family got really into was watching the original Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. Which the movies are fun. I enjoy the movies, but, oh, but they the TV series they're very different than yeah. the TV show. Yeah, because the TV show was more about the team. Yeah, it was the team. Yeah, whereas the uh, yeah, obviously the movies you got Tom Cruise. So it's, yeah, special <laughs> effects and Tom Cruise. You know. Yeah. Did you have any shows like that that you watched with your family regularly? Well, yeah. You know, we watched. Um, I mean, I, I distinctly remember on Sunday nights, we'd watch um, The Wonderful World of Disney. And, you know, mm-hmm. Walt Disney, of course, had passed away, but they were it was still on network TV. And that was just kind of like must-see TV in our world, you mm-hmm. know? And then uh, I remember we'd watch uh, MASH and... Um, the Mary Tyler Moore show, mm-hmm. some of these other ones, the Carol Burnett show. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, those those were fun to watch as a family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I vaguely remember some Westerns because, again, th- these, I think, kind of faded in popularity as I was younger. But there was, I remember mm-hmm. there was Gunsmoke um, and some others that, that, again, I don't necessarily, I remember them. I don't necessarily, like, remember really being engrossed by them, you know. But. Yeah, we I mean, my parents are not big media people. They don't watch much television or movies, uh, even when we were growing up. But I do remember a few little things. My mom's more of a reader, and we did watch Disney and movies growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad, he loved the Jeremy Brett, uh, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. They were on um, the Granada. On, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they are really good. As they as he got older, they got a little bit not as good, uh, but uh, but it's a really very solid, probably the best, just straight Sherlock Holmes uh, that we've ever had. It was very good. My dad really loved loved those, and there are some very good ones. And uh, and we can always get my mom interested in a costume drama, uh-huh. you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and most of those were movies. Uh, I can't really think of shows, but uh, you know, if there was a David, if there was a masterpiece, you know, thing, then we could we would end up watching that. Yes, and, and enjoying that. And because uh, my mom also is kind of an artist at heart, I mean, she's taken um, these art classes for you know many years now, and she's she's very talented. Um, and so she appreciates anything. Like she loved Room with a View, you know, things like that. Movies yeah. like yes. that. Mm-hmm. So that have sort of a artist touch to that. Yes, yes. Exactly. Uh-huh. And as you said, kind of costume drama, period drama, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously anything Austin, um, mm-hmm. when the uh, Colin Firth uh, Pride and Prejudice came out, I was uh, 14. Oh, wow. So that was kind of a big thing. Yeah, that was us. a big deal. That was a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still love it to this day. Oh, yeah. It's terrific. <laughs> you know, I just... I, I did Jane Austen month um, on my channel. All right, yes. Mm-hmm, uh, for six weeks and covered uh, Pride and Prejudice and then Bride and Prejudice uh, and a couple other ones. And 
and it was, re- was really really fun uh, i love i love those films uh or any you know anything like yeah david copperfield or a uh, they did a, a couple of years ago, a while back, they did a, a version of Little Dorrit. That's so good. Uh, but I keep telling my mom she's got to watch this uh, All Creatures Great and Small. Yes. On a masterpiece because she she will love it. It's totally her mm-hmm. her thing. Uh, I, mean, I feel like anybody would love it. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. But that's more the what I kind of remember watching with my mom is stuff like stuff like that. As we all love the 1985 Anna Green Gables. Oh yeah, that was a favorite. Yeah, uh, and still is to this day one of my favorites. Good one. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, the sequel isn't as good, the Anne of Avonlea, but it's still I still like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I remember uh, watching on uh nick at night uh because there were times when we didn't have television and uh that my 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 parents would get kind of frustrated they'd be like why are you watching this garbage and then they'd get rid of it (laughs) we wouldn't have television and i remember when i was in sixth grade we got a an assignment that we had to review a television show for the assignment and and uh, my and my, I had to go up to my teacher and say, oh, we don't have television in my house. And he didn't believe me. He thought I was. You were, yeah. Yeah. And so I had to have my mom write a letter saying, no, it's true. We don't have television. <laughs> so I think I think he let me do it on a movie. Oh, good. Um, okay. So you were able to get the assignment yeah. completed with just a little <laughs> modification. Yeah. And the other uh thing that we loved uh, growing up was uh shelly duvall's fairytale theater i don't know if you ever oh, yeah. heard of that i i have heard of that i'm mm-hmm. not sure how much i saw that rachel but i remember it yeah, yeah it it's you know i think it kind of fills some of the desire that now we have with these live action remakes you know that i think there's something that as a kid you kind of want new these same stories but in new ways with with people but there's something i find more sort of creative and endearing about them uh and maybe that's partly nostalgia but uh but yeah they're really fun and uh and she got you know all of her movie star friends to be in them so right. it's fun to watch them now in retrospect and see you know christopher reeve and people like that in uh in the uh movies yeah so uh that was something that we enjoyed and and it's just that that sort of remembering those moments of that stand out, I think in this film, like, it, you, like I said, you just sort of replace the ones that were for you. Uh, when he talks about movies, he talks about wizard of Oz. He talks about sound of music and sound of music was one for me. It's fun. I just rewatched it this week, uh-huh. but uh, that was one that I just watched on repeat over and over. And over oh, again. interesting. Okay. I loved it. Yeah. So good. I love it too. That was a, a favorite, you know, the, certainly the Wizard of Oz would have been up there. All the, you know, Disney would have been up there. Um, I, you know, little, the little mermaid was the first movie that I ever really loved. Yeah. And, uh, and so that stands out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just liked the whole thing with her, his sister listening to the song over and over and too. over and over again. Yeah. I'm like, that's accurate. That resonated. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, what would be your thing that you were kind of obsessed with? 
Well, as a kid, from you know, me, it was it was Disney stories and music. You know, I um, I was just obsessed with uh, you know with the Jungle Book and uh, Peter Pan. You know, just because I love pirate, you know, pirates and flying. You know, having having a having an adventure. But I loved I loved all of it. I think really a um, you know I, lo- I love the songs. I, I love the music. We had these. Um, uh, little records that told the story and then they'd have on the record. And I think they s- had these in cassette form too later on, you know, but again, you know, were these like plastic records? Yeah. They, well, they we had were, those too. Yeah. Um, and there would, uh, you'd hear like Tinkerbell's chimes and that's when you turn the page. I don't know if you remember, if you remember that, but uh, anyway, it was, you know, it was just these, these stories and I, you know, I, I had a steady diet of those. I think I think they must have just have been easy and not, not terribly expensive because my you know I, I had I had a pretty decent sized collection. I think just because mm-hmm. I was pretty voracious with my <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I sure love those. Yeah. Oh, me too. And also, we had a CD player pretty early on, but I had uh-huh. my cassette tape collection, and I remember my dad had a, um, a CD for the Moody blues greatest hits. Oh yeah. <laughs> and nice. we, my sister and I had been taking dance lessons and I'm like the worst dancer. I'm terrible. So that didn't last long, but, uh, the, uh, you know, the whole, um, nights in white satin. Yes. Moody blues. Yeah, <laughs> it's very like nights in white sand, <laughs> never meaning to tell. Uh, and you know, so we song. would we would dance to it like we were you know super <laughs> super professional <laughs> when around the living room. I also remember dancing to uh, the Beach Boys. Oh, fun! Okay, and uh, that that was a favorite. I had a um, greatest hits. Yeah, Beach Boys. That was a favorite, um, and. And so, and the the music in this movie, Apollo Have is so it's good. Fantastic. You know, that's one of the things that I, I mean, one of the many things I loved about it, just every musical choice was, mm-hmm. I thought, so spot on because that's what he used as the soundtrack for the yeah. film, right? It was just these, you know, kind of pop songs of the era. And, mm-hmm. oh, I loved it. Yeah. And have things like The Birds and Karina's Clearwater Revival. Yeah. And again, it makes you go back and think about what was the songs that kind of narrated your yeah, own life. Your own life. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fifth Dimension, you know, is, is yes. in there. Yeah. And if you watch Summer of Soul. Yes. It's exactly what I was thinking of. There's uh, some great music that we were reintroduced again in the Summer of Soul. Did you hear that they're re-staging uh, or whatever they're going to do at the festival this year? No way. Yeah, I, I heard that. Is Questlove doing it or who's doing it? Do you know? I, I don't know. I just heard from somebody else was talking and they mentioned it. So I haven't even researched it at all, but they were wow. like, yeah, they're going to, they're going to redo it. How is, cool. So, I know that would be amazing. Um, but uh, they, so they, they do have like a very, very thin plot of this boy is the actual first man on the moon. Yeah. Apollo 10 and a half. Stan is, is selected, uh, for his kick, uh, uh, 
what was he playing? Kick soccer? What's the name of that game? Yeah, <laughs> the, like kickball. Kickball, excuse yeah. me. And uh, uh, he's he's going to be the yeah, the first man on the moon, kind of like a test, which is such, such a fun, I thought that was such a fun construct to add, just that, that you know, since he's such a kind of a quote-unquote liar, as they call him, but, but still, I, I thought it was just, again, diving into the mind of a, of a little kid, mm-hmm. yeah, you know? and, and that's to me that made it extra fun. And they, I thought they handled those scenes; they were so funny. Zachary Levi mm-hmm. plays, you know, the NASA. Play. Yeah, <laughs> he's so he was so good, even in rotoscope form. Mm-hmm. His performance is really good. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I there was just enough of it. Yes, just it didn't, enough. It didn't go too far, and in fact, I mm-hmm. love how they kind of set it up. And then, and then he just takes it on this big nostalgic hit for like forty minutes or something, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was perfect. It was perfect, you know. It was it was all mm-hmm. it was it was all great. In fact, I still am smiling. Of course, I've never been to Astro World, that theme park that they talk about. I think it's closed. I don't think it's open anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it made me want to go because I just you know they because <laughs> he was t- talking about you know. Like Astroworld is even better than going into outer space. I think is something that he's yeah. Well, and I love how they're in that in the uh, uh, not playpen but little area um, play yard, and uh, they're like they but they probably didn't have giant wheels on the spaceships, but, but it was fun. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that definitely brought back memories of going to. Uh, going to Disneyland. Absolutely. That's what it was for me. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was going to Disneyland. Yeah. Because they have a park here in Utah, but I've actually never been. I've never been to Lagoon. <laughs> I'll be grateful. I, you know, I'm sure I'm going to get hate mail. I've never, I've never cared for Lagoon, honestly, even as a yeah. kid. I mean, I think the rides were fun and it was fun to be with friends or family mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, but anytime I've been yeah. to go to Lagoon, I just want to go to Disneyland. Now, when I was in Maryland, because we lived in Maryland from uh, from middle school and high school, we would go to Kings Dominion, which oh, is in see. Virginia. Which I hear is a great park. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they would have Mormon Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fun. <laughs> you got to go. You were, got a discount if you were Mormon. And <laughs> just, just got, I don't know, it's just kind of. I wonder if they, they probably don't do that anymore, but they might, um, but you know, it was still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of made me think about that. And that was really fun. And it brought back a memory of one time when I was in high school, uh, I went to King's dominion and I wasn't really the kind of kid that got doted on a lot, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. I mean, my parents were very loving and kind, but they had a lot on their plate. And especially when I was in high school. Uh, well, so I went to, uh, King's dominion. And when I came back, my parents had completely painted my room, uh, with this special sponge painting with, um, blue and green. Cause I, I really wanted this Laura Ashley bedspread. And, and they'd gotten me the bedspread and then they had painted my room to go along with the bedspread. And it was a big surprise and things like that didn't really happen to me that often, uh, growing up, you know, in a big family and everything. And, yeah. um, and, uh, and so 
I don't know. That's just this. That's what this movie is so great about. Is it? Re- it reminds you of those moments in your in your life. Those special small moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and so I also really loved how how free the kids were, and I think that's something that's so nostalgic about these kinds of yeah uh, films. And you see it in in people being really drawn to things like Stranger Things and you know stuff like that. This nostalgia. Yeah. And the the thing I I think we miss now is is that it seems like kids if they play it's more like scheduled we're gonna meet at the park at this time yeah we're gonna do this activity we're going to supervise or something like that as opposed to like being out on the lawn with other kids your age and coming up with a statue game and playing yeah yeah and I think that's something it seems like we've lost. Yeah, sure. Again, easy for me to say because I don't have kids, but right. I but I observe, you know, my friends and you know family that do, and yeah, it's a different world. Uh, we used to ride our bikes everywhere without helmets. Right. <laughs> and I think. I mean, I'm glad people are wearing helmets. Don't get me wrong, but it's just it's a different time. I it reminded me of that great song from the film hairspray like i guess it's from the movie or from the mm-hmm. stage play too welcome to the 60s you know right everybody's just smoking and the kids are like running you know in the station wagon no one's wearing a seatbelt or they're the back of pickup trucks and all this stuff right <laughs> and i don't necessarily long for that because I, I mean i appreciate the safety but there was we all lit you know we lived mm-hmm. and for the most part we survived it and and uh I don't know. There's just something about not having everything just under under control. I mean, I know that mm-hmm. there's a, there's a lot of weirdness in the world. Maybe more than, or maybe it was weird mm-hmm. back then, and it just, we just weren't as aware. You know. I but, mean, my my friends, my best friend growing up lived across the street from us. And uh, we we had a whiteboard, and if we were going somewhere, we just wrote, "Oh, I'm going yeah. to Lawrence. I'm going yep. to Campbell's." Yep. Um, and they had a, a trampoline and gym set, whatever outside playset. And we would spend hours playing games like pirate, and usually it was some variation of orphans. We're orphans. <laughs> <laughs> and we like the boxcar children or something like that. That was a, that was a favorite. Usually somehow our parents had died and we had to make it out. Of our own. <laughs> yeah. And we, we, and a lot of the times it was, it was setting up the game for literally hours. Mm-hmm. We would set it up and the world building and what everybody was going to do. And, and I, I remember doing that. We had these um little animal, dolls called sylvanians and they still sell them i think in england but anyway we had these toys and we would spend literally hours coming up with this whole everybody's names and what their role was and oh this person's the doctor this (laughs) 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 and and my mom would come in time for dinner we just started (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah and so there is a whole section on food that I really enjoyed in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. They talked about too. the canned ham. Yes. became a casserole. They became sandwiches. They became ham and yeah. maybe bean soup. It's just like, it's just family life right there, mm-hmm. you know? 
And then they talk about tomato soup and grilled cheese, pot pies, meatloaf, yeah. endless variations of chicken, and a lot of creamed corn. Yes. <laughs> and so the fun stuff was deviled eggs, homemade popsicles, Vienna sausages, and on special occasions, Jiffy Pop. Jiffy Pop. Pop. <laughs> you remember Jiffy Pop? Yeah. <laughs> now, did you have sort of... Uh, do you have sort of nostalgic foods that your mom cooked a lot? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, we had a roast beef, roast beef every Sunday, mm-hmm. for basically every Sunday. Uh, yeah. You know, I'd be like roast beef and mashed potatoes and peas. And then she made this absolute killer chocolate cake. Um, mm. She did a chocolate cake and then it's a boiled frosting. I don't know if you're, it's oh yeah, like a kind of like a seven minute frosting, but anyway, it's, uh, there's a couple of different ways yeah. to make it, but she, she literally put hers, it was on a, she used a double boiler and then she had a hand mixer and that's how she, and then, you know, she'd be mixing this frosting, um, in, the, in this double boiler. But anyway, yeah. And so, but, uh, I also was a nostalgic. I think, it, I think it was during the moon landing. They're all eating TV dinners yeah, out of those uh, foil things. I, I, I love remember those. those. You know, mm-hmm. uh, those little little compartments that mm-hmm. had the, you know, the different food items. <laughs> and, the one, well, anyway. they talk about school lunches. And the yeah. thing that I I always envied anybody who could get a Lunchable, that was like the dream. Oh, food. yeah. I mean, six kids, you're not going to be getting Lunchables. Yeah. And, and uh, I... I, I Every now and then, I will buy myself Lunchable just to like <laughs> feel like I have control that's, in the in the. That's life. so fun. You <laughs> but, <know. laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, my mom was actually a really great cook, and she, uh, but she didn't. She kind of turned away from a lot of those kind of Americana foods. She would have. She grew up having a roast every Sunday, just like you described. Yeah, but she wanted to kind of. We didn't have that very often because she wanted to. I don't know, make international cuisine and, and just kind of go the opposite of all of that, uh-huh. of what her mother had done. And so it wasn't really until my mission where I was serving in Indiana that I got to experience a lot of those kind of classic Americana foods uh-huh. like roasts and steak correctly made. So my mom cannot cook meat like that to save her life. <laughs> it's so bad. And but I had, oh, I'm like, oh, this is so good. I've never, like, yeah, this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but things like Jello, we never had Jello unless we, we were sick. We had Jello all the time, and uh, not necessarily always in the fancy mold, but it was always fun when she <laughs> yeah. did it in the fancy mold. Um, uh, and uh, so it wasn't, yeah. Once I got to Indiana, then I was like, okay, this is. And also, when I was at BYU, I learned because I worked in the, uh, I worked in the salad department wow. of um Hillman halls so hello you are so dealing I got with a lot of experience you're dealing with jello, jello. <laughs> yeah there <laughs> uh, but uh my grandma well both my grandmas were pretty decent cooks but especially my grandma wagner she would never have described herself as a good cook but she really valued food and when she would talk about a place that she'd visited it would usually be sort of a description of the food she ate. <laughs> she was oh, like, we went to this yeah. really delicious bakery and then we had these biscuits that were, delicious. Oh, you know, whatever. So and she fun. would describe it. And, and so when she would make food, it was always simple, but really tasty. She just, she did a good job with that. Things like deviled eggs or something like that. That's very simple, but just yum. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and the thing that my mom would make all the time is she would make, we would have spaghetti or some kind of pasta. Oh, nice. Okay. All the time. Yeah. Which is ironic because my mom's gluten-free now, but, um, <laughs> but my, my best, one of my best friends, Kay, she, she would, there was kind of this runny joke that every time she had ever been at our house, we had it was pasta. Because <laughs> if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. It's really cheap. It's Everybody really, loves it. It's yeah, quick to make. Super easy to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quick. Yeah. Yeah. And it was funny just the other day, we were talking to my mom because uh, people were asking, someone was, my, my brother in law was asking me, what's a food that you, what's like the worst meal you've ever had? And, and just sort of teasing. Uh, my mom, one day, she didn't have anything really to make. And so she made us. <laughs> She made us broccoli stems and bulgur wheat. And we have been teasing her about that for literally like 30 years. Oh, dear. Oh, that <laughs> like, sounds that's so the horrible. worst meal ever. Oh. Just like, I made be delicious meals every day. You still bring that up. We're laughing. <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, but my other grandma, one of my kind of, one really funny memory uh, that I have is that so my grandma for New Year's, and they talk about New Year's in this movie. And for New Year's, my grandma would always make oyster stew and cream and corn chowder. Okay. Two different kinds of soup. Yeah. And I love corn chowder. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she would also make uh, she would make pineapple sherbet. That was oh, also wow. really delicious. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, and I had gotten my. Uh, I had gotten my tonsils out, I think. Anyway, I was sick. And I I said, will you make oyster stew? Because it was so delicious when you make oyster stew because I had, had my tonsils out. And she's like, really? You're really sure you want oyster stew? I'm like, yes, it's so good. And so my, my mom goes to all the effort to make oyster stew, which probably was not cheap, you know? Yeah. Anyway, and I ate it, and I was like, "Oh, this is terrible!" So I wanted the corn chowder, right? Corn chowder. <laughs> uh. And so that's kind of a funny memory, but but that's the gift of this movie, and that's why I kind of wanted this episode to be sort of a little bit more casual because I feel like that's the gift of this movie is it gets you to kind of think about those yeah those moments. It, does. it thinks about the, the moments of your your past and specifically your childhood and. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just feel so, um, I guess, humbled and grateful that I I had a pretty happy and healthy childhood. And I know yeah, many me too. don't. And that breaks my heart because mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, anyway. But I was happy that, again, as we had talked about, that, that Richard Linklater did, at least appeared to, and, and, uh, and is reflected in this movie. Mm-hmm. So when you go to Baskin Robbins, what's your order? Thirty-one flavors. Well, um, I'm, I'm I'm pretty boring. Um, I, I probably I probably would get a double cone with chocolate and maybe chocolate and strawberry or chocolate and vanilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love a hot fudge sundae. Oh, but yeah. I I'd probably get cookie dough probably mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or cookies and cream yeah yeah 
but I do love a good vanilla. I mean, people are always ragging on vanilla, but oh, I love good vanilla <laughs> too. Really yeah. Particularly if you eat it with something else as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I loved when they played board games. That is also very nostalgic for me. Yes. My family is huge into board games. Yeah. Uh, we particularly, especially if my if my grandma uh, was in town, then she loved to hold bingo nights. So we would play. Oh, fun. We would do bingo, and she would get rolls of quarters, and she would give them out as and oh, not nice. the whole roll, but we'd give out you know some quarters yeah. for the winner, and that was always really fun. Fun. And uh, and then uh, we would play all the classics, Life, Clue, Sorry. Yes. <laughs> all those, Uno. We love Pit. Pit's a big favorite. Pit's, Pit's really fun. Oh. Pit's a great game if you if you want to get everybody like shouting and, yeah. and out of their comfort zone and get people talking. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I love Pit. <laughs> Do you have any other favorites? Well, I love Monopoly, but mm-hmm. uh, th- that... You know, often can go on a long time and can cause some really hurt feelings. But I certainly <laughs> like it. <laughs> the thing about Monopoly is once somebody gets Boardwalk and Park Place, it's over. Just forget about it. Yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> it's just a, then it's just a slow death, yeah. you know, until you're out of money. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it is fun. I do have really good memories playing Risk and Monopoly. Yeah, Risk. With, in the winter. Mm-hmm. And particularly in the winter. Playing. Yeah. Um, my, if we'd have a snow day, that that is very nostalgic for me because they don't have that here in Utah. But in um, Maryland, uh, you'd sit, you'd wake up, and you'd kind of sit and hear the, the radio. Come on, now it's Frederick County Schools, Frederick County Schools. Oh, and then okay. when they would announce it, we're like, yeah. <laughs> we're so excited. It was great because it's even better than having a scheduled day off because it's a, an unscheduled yeah, day off. unscheduled. So that's more exciting and you could go out and you could play or you could just stay and my mom would make brownies or my mom didn't make breakfast very often for us because she had, she had these babies. She had a baby when I was 10 and one when I was 16 and one when I was 18. So she was up all night and she just didn't make breakfast first for us very often. And, and so if, if we had a snow day, that she would usually make us breakfast. Oh, she make breakfast. Yeah, she would make German apple pancake. That was oh, a favorite. Oh, wow, fun! We loved that. Oh yeah. Um, and it was really funny. My dad uh, was like the pancake king for a cup for like a year. He would try to make for the young men and for us and for everybody, try to make pancakes. And then my mom made pancakes one time, and he was like, "Forget it. These are way better than anything I've ever made." <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, funny because my dad is a very uh like he's not a fad person he's not a trend person by any stretch of the imagination but the one thing that he can be sort of sucked into is whatever is the sort of popular diet of the of the moment. okay yeah so he can be super excited about adkins or or you know some time he'll be like only eating potatoes and that's all he's eating, hardly eating <laughs> whatever it might be depending on the moment it was like all meat or, right. or all vegetables or whatever and so he's kind of funny that way and and when my mom got pregnant he became the primary caregiver because my mom had to have bed rest for most of her pregnancies and and so we would convert to almost completely uh to paper plates <laughs> yeah and 
my dad basically doing all the cooking and then me and uh, my uh, sister as well and my brother. And, <clears throat> and I remember one time my dad uh, got some barbecued chicken from the deli uh, and uh, he, he got a little bit and he was like, Oh, what do you guys think? Do you like this? And we were like, Oh yes, yeah, really good. And he was excited about it. They found something we liked and we weren't that picky of eaters, but anyway, he came back there. So he bought 10 pounds. of it, <laughs> And we were like, Oh no. <laughs> and uh... I really liked the whole segment in this film about making lunches because that is also very nostalgic. I said about the Lunchables, but, but my dad, he just gets very upset when there's anything that's charged more for being in like a smaller package. I, I used to joke that I'd have an easier time getting my dad to buy me a car than a, than a drink boxes, (laughs) juice boxes. He was just so offended by the idea that you charge more for it being a little box versus, you know, like everything. And he would, he would say, you know, things like, uh, do you know how much you pay for rice? And then for rice Krispies is so much more and, and to have like a little bag of chips. He's like, how could you pay that much for a little bag of chips? And we're like, what? Everybody has them. And so we would end up eating, uh, eating school lunch quite a bit. Uh, okay. I think it was a dollar. And this is way before, obviously before Michelle Obama and her, her changes and whatever. But uh, at the time you could just get French fries. That's it. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> get the whole plate full. Uh, I remember that. And they also oh. had uh, peanut butter and jelly. Because <laughs> most of the the school lunch food was just was terrible. It was <laughs> gross. Yeah. It was I remember really many a time getting French fries. <laughs> I love it. It's so but. funny. <laughs> Do you remember going to what you had for your lunches? You know, um, yes and no. <laughs> um, uh, and maybe some of it I've blocked out. But uh, <laughs> school lunch. I would have school lunch sometimes because it was, I remember it was cheap. It was mm-hmm. really horrible. Yeah. Though. Same. I'm remembering, yeah, French fries and or pizza. Yes, pizza. Yeah. Every once in a while, they'd have like a taco that was tolerable. That was tolerable. Yeah. Um, you know, and if I wanted to, if I wanted a lunch, it was my job to make it. Mm-hmm. And so Same. that, which I appreciated. I, that, mm-hmm. I was okay with my parents taking that stance. So. Sometimes it would be hit and miss. <laughs> you know, if I was gonna, if I made, if I made my lunch, um, I was so fascinated with what they did, how they portrayed that in the film. That yeah. They make sandwiches for the week and then freeze, and freeze them, them with like the lettuce on and everything. You know, it reminded um, me of. Have you ever seen the movie Mother? with Albert Brooks? Yes, I love and that Debbie movie Reynolds, so right? much. Yeah, yeah, and. When she wants to put the lettuce in the freezer. <laughs> and she's got that like giant block of cheese in the freezer. Like, <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then also they just say, you know, how how the you know, Stan, the character would say that um that sometimes the for the sandwich couldn't wasn't quite thawed, you know, by the time he got to lunch and Oof. Gross. I'm bologna. Like a, a frozen bologna sandwich. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. But, but one thing, you know, we haven't mentioned yet, Rachel Valdez, I'm sorry, to, I don't wish no, to, 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 you know, divert, but Jack Black as the narr- as the yeah. adult narrator is so good. Yeah. I'm just, it, you know, I'm, I'm just picturing him, you know, or just listening to him talk yeah. about the sandwiches, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, he was really, at first I thought it was Gary Sinise yeah. when I was first listening. It's that subdued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's I, I was I I thought Jack Black was just absolutely was mm-hmm. was was perfect. I for agree. It. I agree. So they talk about all the testing at NASA, and then yes. him going to the the moon, and I you know that was all fun and beautiful and uh, and um uh they have they go to the drive-in. And, Isn't that fun? And uh, that drive-in scene was such a crack up to me. Mm-hmm. And we, if, we did that. And not that I think we paid. My parents paid uh, for everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's really fun. But that was a fun family outing, mm-hmm. you know, to go to the drive-in. And we were just talking about the possibility of going to a drive-in here. There's Redwood Drive-in here. Yeah, and still, I think a lot still of open. Us, yeah, a lot of us kind of became reacquainted with the drive-in during 2020. Right. I know I did. Yeah, um, I went to see the this one theater had put up a temporary drive-in. It's not there anymore at Water Gardens in Pleasant Grove, and right. they played uh, Jurassic Park, and I just went and was just sobbing because I was it was just meant a lot to me to because that's one of my favorite movies, and to be able to see it when I hadn't seen a movie in months out and just mm-hmm. to be out and I, that was really yeah. great. And I also saw at the Redwood, I saw Jaws, and that was oh, like the perfect movie for the drive-in. That was really fun. <clears throat> and I also talk about triple, triple features at the majestic at the majestic. Mm. Yes. And I think that's kind of similar to like when we talk about going to see movies at the villa. Yeah. It was the villa. And also, you know, my, the truly the closest theater to my house grand was the tower, which is still oh, there. Yeah, which is still there. And, you know, I don't think they've cleaned the floors, you know, <laughs> Uh, I mean, <laughs> as dirty as they were, you know, back when I was a kid, but, uh, and the, the tower was almost more like kind of the dollar house in a way, you know, but still we'd go, mm-hmm. um, but the, yeah, the villa, I'm with you, the villa and the, and the majestic in this film, I think were, were, um, similar, yeah, guess yeah. similar. cause it looked the way that the, they had rotoscoped it too, you know, it looked big, you know, like big, like the villa, mm-hmm. um, as, yeah, because uh, I remember, I remember seeing, I remember seeing uh, Fantasia at the villa. I remember yeah. seeing Little Mermaid at the villa, and I remember seeing Beauty and the Beast at the villa. I and then a very, a very memorable uh, movie for me as far as seen in the theater was uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, that would have been when I was thirteen, and. Uh, uh, in Maryland, and I saw it. It's still the movie I've seen most in the theaters. I've seen it eight, uh, time, okay. eight times nice. in the theater. Yeah, nice. Because I, as I recall, it <clears throat> it was in the theater for a really, really long time. Long time. Because mm-hmm. it was it was in the regular time, but then also we had a dollar theater in in Frederick, and it was there for a long time too. So between everything, that's why I ended up seeing it. But I had friends who saw, uh, I remember Titanic, I had a friend who saw it 18 times. Wow. That's a long movie. 
that's yeah that's a lot lot and a lot to deal with you know that many times (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i love the whole segment when they were going to the beach i love the beach and you know that and it kind of reminded me because i didn't go to the beach that much growing up which may be part of the reason why i love it but i've always loved water in any form and uh i loved going to lakes like we would go to lake powell uh, and I have really fond memories of that. When we were in Maryland, we would go to the Potomac and go boating. And yeah. I, I've I've said for a long time, I think boating is the perfect family activity because yeah. there's just not that many things that are fun for all different age levels and all different athletic levels. Mm-hmm. You know, that you can just sit there on the boat if you want, or you can yeah. swim, or you can go tubing, or you can do things more athletic like skiing and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and it was hard in my family because we had such an age divide yeah, little kids and then teenagers. And it's hard to find anything that we're all going to enjoy doing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's hard. And so uh, that, that boating was definitely a, a big thing. And then when they moved to California, it's Folsom Lake, uh, some of these other places. I just love, I love being in the water. I love swimming. I love open water. And uh, I, I have many, many fond memories of swimming yeah. as a kid. Uh, I don't. Did you have places like that where you vacationed regularly? Well, you, um, you know, we would go to California a lot. My mm-hmm. dad had uh, business in Southern California for many years, and he was a management consultant, and uh, often we would pile in the station wagon and we'd drive to California. He dropped the family off at Disneyland, you know, like the following Mm -hmm. day and he'd go work and then he'd come meet us at night. And I think honestly, that also just fed into my Disney obsession (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we go a lot. And Mm -hmm. uh, so, and and also that worked out for, I think for our family too, because you know, we've got our, you know, kind of a wide age spread too. Cause Disneyland's, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff you can do. We, we, we would split up, you mm-hmm. know, my brothers would go do stuff and I'd probably would be with my mom or my sisters and, and uh, you know, everybody had yeah. fun. Everybody had fun. Yeah. I have really fond memories of going to Disneyland. Uh, one time my dad just took me and my sister, which was a big deal. Oh, how fun. Yeah, because, you know, like usually my brother would be there or something. So to just get the special trip was always yeah, special. Yeah, special. I, I, I remember one time when uh, we were in middle school and my dad just told the, the administrators that, that, sorry, I'm taking my kids to, we were, we did this whole trip to Philadelphia and Boston. He's like, my kids are going to learn more with me. Sorry. Bye. We're leaving. (laughs) We were like, Oh, that's so cool. Um, And my parents were total believers. And if you needed a mental health day, they supported that, you know, yeah. they, they didn't call it by that name, but, but, uh, they, uh, they were non-traditionalists uh, to, to some extent when it came to school. And, uh, but yeah, I remember trips like that that were really fun. I got to go to Europe when I was, uh, 14, uh, and I'd wanted to go so bad. And I was so jealous of my older brother who got to go well before me. I think he went twice, before i did and because i think it's easier to kind of take the oldest kid somewhere like be the one exactly Um, but 
and he was also kind of a he was a favorite of my grandfather for a while and then then my grandfather was challenging (laughs) for a while but uh, but anyway and uh i i do remember going on a special trip with my dad and my sister to disneyland uh i don't know i must have been 10 9 10 I'm sure we went before that, but that's one I really remember. And then I remember going to Disney World the year of the uh, of the of the cake. Uh, castle oh, the cake. castle cake! Yeah, no way. It's the only time I've been to Disney. Oh wow! World. <laughs> this <one I> was. <laughs> and my dad was like, "Do you like that?" <laughs> Which is now infamous. Yeah, uh, it's infamous for that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, do you like that? Because uh, the nice thing about great. Disneyland and Disney World is that it's just so clean. It's uh, easy to kind of plan your day, and uh, I know it's it's stressful in a way. It can be very stressful, but it's also not stressful in a certain way. Right. It's like all there, and you just go and have fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I I thought it was funny when there. Uh, they're they find out about the astral world and you see him putting so much sugar on his cereal oh that was, was hilarious because like... we had one of those you just like those little <laughs> yes. things, you know for sugar on the table and you, I, yeah, I do that to our cheerios or whatever but that was hilarious yeah it was like it was like a quarter cup of sugar oh, it was a lot <laughs> it put a lot it was more sugar than cereal <laughs> And because my mom didn't really make breakfast, we had toast a lot. But my dad had a hard time with cereal because he was like, again, the idea of paying more for uh, He's like, you can get rice. Well, why don't we just eat rice instead of Rice Krispies? You know? And uh, so he had he was funny that way. And, and he still is in a lot of ways. But um, but that was the special treats, especially to get sugar cereal. That was something like oh, for Christmas, birthdays. Yeah. That was a special treat for sure. Now, I remember when I went to BYU and at the the dining center, they have literally like a whole wall of cereal and you can eat as much of it as you want at the dorms. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It was very exciting. That was fun. And one time my friend Kay was over and we had we had a little jar of sugar, but we also had a little jar of salt and she didn't realize, cause most people have salt in the shaker. Right. Right. And, uh, and so <laughs> she's making up her cereal. She's putting on the sugar and then she eats it. And she's like, ah, <laughs> 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 <That's funny. laughs> and uh, so that was, that was kind of funny. Did you have a favorite cereal? Oh yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when when we, when we get sweet cereal, I always wanted Captain Crunch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But we otherwise we had it was cheer, you know, we just have Cheerios. That's kind of like yeah. the, like the staple, mm-hmm. and I liked it. I mean, I put some sugar on it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, not not as much as <laughs> as, as standard in the movie. <laughs> but <laughs> there's hardly a cereal that I don't like. Yeah. I love cereal. Just something about that cold milk the crunch the sweetness i just yeah, love it it's great it's great healthy non-healthy i just love it it's so good yeah um it's one of my and and i think if you're gonna have like a chocolatey little snack or treat it's actually not too bad a choice if you get like a uh, cocoa puffs or right cocoa pebbles or whatever like it's 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 better than a lot of other chocolate choices oh for sure yeah 
No question. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they they get to he's gone to space. Uh, he's been, uh, he, but people don't know. And it's this covert thing, and uh, and then and they say there's twelve men and one kid have been to the moon, and as they're watching the moon landing. Uh, he um he actually falls asleep because he's so yeah. tired. Yeah. And uh and then uh yeah, and then they say twelve men and one kid have been to the moon. It's <laughs> so cute. Yeah, it's cute. And uh and then and I do I, I remember too just being so excited whenever we could stay up late. That oh, was the best. It's a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> And now I'm just like, please, can I go to bed? I know now. It's like the food opposite. It's like, ugh. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I it it said on the Wikipedia that he shot all of the uh, the live action, and then he edited the film during quarantine, which I just think that must have been so comforting. I wish I almost want to contact Netflix and see if I can interview. I mean, they probably would never let me, but it would be so cool to talk to him about this. I know. No, I, I think so, too. In fact, mm-hmm. I was, wanted to ask you, I, I I haven't looked that hard, but I would really love to find some interviews that he's done mm-hmm. about this movie. Yeah. And I just haven't found any yet. Because that must have been like, I can't think of anything better than editing this during quarantine. Yeah. That must have been so comforting. So comforting. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> I agree. So I loved that, and he said that parts of that said that parts of the film were done in front of green screen, and uh, everything the characters did not interact with or touch was animated in post production. I thought that was it was interesting, and and uh, he used the same rotoscoper technique that he used in Waking Life. But yeah. I just think this looks so much better. I I love the look of this film, and mm-hmm. I love. Like subtle, subtle changes they made when they're showing something on TV, you know, or, mm-hmm. or whatnot, but still very similar style. But wow, it just, it looked, it looked so good. Uh, one scene that I love to, on the TV, there, there was a Johnny Cash TV special that they showed. Uh-huh. Johnny Cash mm-hmm. is singing with Joni Mitchell. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they just did enough little tweaks to it or whatever just to, stylize it enough but it, but then it also felt like you were watching it mm-hmm. too uh, I, I i i was just so impressed i also really enjoyed the whole section of forgotten shows the time tunnel titanic <laughs> little big horn it's about time attack I of the love 50 those too. and i had never heard of those shows i, mean, I never had either but all oh, that was so fun i mean and that's yeah. even more so now if you if you want an interesting podcast, you should check out uh, "Canceled Too Soon," which is a show done by Whitney Seibold and uh, and William Bibiani, who are two film critics. And what they do is they cover shows that only lasted one season. Oh, interesting! Yeah, yeah, as well as some that were just like pilots and never get picked up, things like that as well. And it's such a fun show; it really is interesting and. Uh, and sometimes they do current shows, you know, like they'll have a whole section where it's just shows from previous year yeah. that only that got canceled after one season. Um, and then every once in a while they'll go back to old shows from the sixties and, you know, seventies and, and, and things like that. So anyway, it's a great pod if you are looking for a fun podcast, but, but oh, it yeah. is, it is, it adds to the nostalgia to think about those shows that like 
not only that probably not very many people remember. Right. But that you remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I like that. I also thought the whole section with the girls and uh, their, their hair was, was nostalgic. Was Definitely using terrific. orange juice. Yes. Cans to grow their hair. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I remember when I, uh, when I went to BYU for the first time, it was the first time that I had seen girls straighten their hair. I didn't know that that was an option. I thought he just had curly hair or straight hair. <laughs> I was like, how did they do that? How That's amazing. But yeah, uh, so, and they, the girls, they play on their Ouija board. We, we would never have been allowed to do that. Never. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but I thought it was kind of funny. And funny. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think we got the, the prank calls, which is something you can't do now because everybody has oh, caller ID. And prank calls were hilarious. It was funny. Yeah. It was cute. Oh, and one touch, of and touchstone phones. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and they create the, the song out of it. Yeah. <laughs> That was cute. Uh, one last thing that I wanted to talk about. So they talk about uh, the uh, snow cones and Chico sticks. Oh, that was so funny. That was so funny. And I love a good shave, especially shaved ice. Oh, yeah. So delicious. Good. I love it in uh, Hawaii. Yeah, oh, yeah. Things with I like it with the condensed milk on top. It's yep. so good. That little snow cap. It's so uh-huh. good. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, Chico sticks. And I was curious: Do you have a uh, nostalgic candy that you? You know, my favorite candy bar then and now are Snickers. Snickers. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, but I but there's a lot of those that I that I remember liking as a kid, like mm-hmm. uh, Big Hunk and mm-hmm. uh, Charleston Chew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah snickers has always just like been my it's always been my favorite but i, I that was that was fun to uh yeah that scene that made me smile and it's pretty good chico stick yeah uh, chico stick is good I, mm-hmm. I, i've had one too and I, I you know or i thought yeah i think they're good yeah and uh, i i did usually like things that like gummy bears and things like that i liked those uh, but uh, I also loved uh, Atomic Fireballs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when I was in fourth grade, I was going to private school. I went to Reed School here in, in Utah. It's grade school. And <clears throat> or fifth grade, excuse me, fifth grade. And my teacher, she would give out Atomic Fireballs if you got a prize, if you did something, if you, if you. Uh, oh, it was like a, like a little reward or A little reward, little- yeah. And I was, I always wanted those fireballs so much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so I also fun. love my favorite candy bar is is definitely a Reese's cup. Oh yeah. Favorite. Yum. And I even prefer the eggs love those. for Easter. Or the Oh yeah. They're even actually better because the, the chocolate isn't as hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more smooth. Yes. Um, so I, I love that. Mm-hmm. And my dad, he loves Seas Candy pecan buds are his favorite. Oh, and my grandma would always get him some for uh, nice for uh, Christmas. I, I, my other grandma, she would make pecan logs homemade. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, mm. I mean, those were good, delicious. Wow, I miss those. 
Oh yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, she would make the nougat herself, and mm. wow, you like impressive those. Oh, they were amazing. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. And my grandma would make a huge deal out of Easter, um, but the the one that would get the pecan buds, uh, and she really got a lot of joy out of making. Uh, out of a kind of party planning. So like the, the baskets would all be color coordinated with cute decor and, you know, like, like things like that. And the different yeah. hunts, you'd have a regular egg hunt and a, and a um, plastic egg hunt. And we didn't get to go that often because we were in Maryland and, and she was in California, but it, and, you know, we usually traveled in the summer. Uh, but when we, where there were a few times when we got to go to her Easter when you, were, you were there party, for Easter. That was a lot of fun. And how fun. Yeah. And then Happy my other grandpa, and she, he does talk in the movie about the comparison of his grandparents, which I think is really something that is beneficial to a lot of kids. Yeah. It's because you see your parents, but then you see your grandparents, you are like, okay, there's other ways to behave yeah, as an adult. Yeah, other adults mm-hmm. to, to look at. And yeah. Uh, but one of my happiest memories and my grandfather on my mom's side, I love and adore. And it was one of my favorite people in the world. And uh, when I was going to college, we would go up every Sunday and have dinner with my grandparents pretty much every Sunday. And so we would spend all this time together. And, uh, and I have a lot of really cherished memories with that. And, uh, and I don't know, just a lot of really fond memories with my grandparents. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just actually thinking of my, the one, my grandma that would do the Easter egg hunts, uh, because we took a special trip to New York city in 2000, where we went to see beauty and the beast and, uh, the, she loved the Rockettes. My grandma loved the Rockettes. And so that's how we were able to convince her to go. We're like, we can go to the Christmas spectacular Wow! in in radio city. Did you see it? We saw it. And she of course loved it and we loved it. And, and we saw Beauty and the Beast and we saw Music Man. And oh, nice. Me and my cousin and my grandma. And we had such a wonderful trip. And there were a lot of really funny memories. Like when <laughs> we had gotten too much pizza. Because I feel like everybody in New York, you always get too much pizza. Yeah. <laughs> you're just always, and, uh, and she's like, you're not going to be able to eat all that. You're not gonna, and so we were like, no, 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 we will. But then when we got to our hotel, we didn't have a fridge in our yeah. hotel. So we're like, shoot, what are we going to do? So we kind of left it and then the, they just took it, you know, took it away. Right. And so the next morning she's like, what did you, what did you do with the pizza? And we had that night before just come up with all of these crazy stories we were going to tell her about. <laughs> <laughs> and we were laughing. Um, so I have just great memories and going to see Music Man on this last trip that I took. Yeah. It brought back a lot of those memories. Happy memories. The last, because that was the last revival on Broadway was in 2000. Rebecca right. Luker and Craig Bierko and and now we're seeing it with Hugh Jackman and so I I had a good cry about that it was very because oh, they're nice. both not not with us anymore and yeah my cousin and my grandma so it was very uh very uh heartwarming and, and nostalgic uh, yeah and that's just the that is the gift of this movie is mm-hmm. to get you and I hope that I I hope that people saw in this episode the the way I wanted it to be more casual and us just sort of talk about our memories and things because I that's what I think this movie does. Yeah. And I just loved it so much. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 such it's a terrific film. Yeah. Yeah. I think I gave it a perfect score, close to, which oh, is very good. rare. I think yeah. I gave it a nine point five out of ten. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, I loved it. So, well, thank you so much. This is thank a you. Treat. This is so fun. I really appreciate it. So fun. And what a cool movie! Thanks yes. again, always for <laughs> introducing me to the cool movies. Rage. It was a very special one. So, uh, yeah, uh, where can people find you and your content? On Twitter, I'm at Stanford Clark. I have a, a movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com, and follow me on Instagram. I'm at movies, P-A-P, as in past and present. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out and share with us maybe the memories that it inspired for you. We'd love yes. to hear what you thought of the movie and all these different kind of things we talked about. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us a lot. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is a lot of fun, and our merch store, which has tons of fun designs, uh, some nostalgic <laughs> that you'll enjoy. Please check it out. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, thanks so much, Stanford. It's always a joy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so fun. Bye, everyone. <laughs>